To Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 247. And today we're going to be dipping into the Stephen King miniseries library that is quite extensive, mind you. And we will be starting with Tommy Knockers from 1993. That's right. And this is one that, um, you know, some people like, some people don't. There's really a kind of a mixed bag of feeling about this. There's a lot of people that like the book, but aren't too fond of the... They don't think they could get pulled off is on there, TV. Is, is there anybody who likes the TV version and not the book? Yeah, yeah. No, there are people really? who like it. Yeah, there's people who like the Langoliers, too, which I didn't think was all that great. The story's cool. Now, was the Langoliers, was that a miniseries? Yeah, it was another mir- yeah, miniseries about know. like these things that would eat time. Oh. And and even the guy from The Nerds, which is in this movie, I can't think of his name. Robert Carradine. Yeah, he was in that as well, playing mm. a different part. It's really weird, too, because he's terrible in this movie. I'm sorry. But he really he, is. He's really not that good in this. But yeah, anybody that doesn't like this or does like this, you're both right. Right. Okay? That makes sense. There's, there's good and bad things about this film that we're going to get into once we do our opinions and everything like that. So it's just kind of interesting. We got some other stuff that we put in here in the trivia section as well, and I'll mark it in the timestamps. We've got a lot of future Stephen King adaptations that are going to be brought to movie or TV. Any number of like short stories as well as like big books and stuff like that. So we'll have a timestamp section down there for you guys and anybody that doesn't want to listen to that can just skip off and go fuck No, (laughs) but no, if anybody doesn't want to listen to that, just, you know, just skip and go to the uh, spoiler section that we have. So we'll we'll, we'll mark it down separately. We'll have trivia and then we'll do spoilers uh, after the section on adaptations. But yeah, how are you been doing? What's going on with you? Good. It's hot. My birthday's coming up and we were planning... Right. I'm on a going and seeing Candyman for the podcast, but I think I came up with a better idea. Oh, really? Okay, what's that? I think we should watch Scream. Oh, no. <laughs> it's my birthday. I mean, you could do whatever you want, but we were making plans to watch the entire franchise before the new movie came out. Oh. So, I mean, that kind of puts a, like, oh, we'll just watch one movie, I you know what I mean? Well, I think you're just putting it off because I don't think you want to do it. I It's... <laughs> no, it's for one, it's it's a lot to think about. We don't know when the mo- new movie's gone out. We right. Know, we know it's next year. We just don't know when. So fuck them. Let's just do it. No. <laughs> okay. No. 
<laughs> we can do whatever you want, but I don't. I just you're don't want to dip it. into that. No, because it. I want to lead up to. Because we're gonna have to rewatch it again. You want to watch Scream franchise twice in a row in sure. six months? Why no, not? I'm not watching it twice in six months. Sorry, <laughs> I'll quit. Oh my god, you should. You guys should see the anger in Alex's face right now. No, I'm not angry. Yeah. I just. I'm not gonna watch any franchise two times in a row no, like fuck that. Fuck you! I'm not angry. That's too much work, <laughs> and no one's gonna want to listen to it twice anyway. You know, I'm not gonna go through it that way. Oh, fine, whatever. You can't pick another movie. You never talk about Scream. And I here, know. I thought you were going to pick something like, you know, the sheep movie or like, you know, something that you want to oh, do. Oh, Black Sheep is a, my favorite movie. Yeah, but that's them. not next week anyway. Your birthday's not even next week. I know. I didn't say next week. Well, when do you, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know now. I have to think about it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like- Now everybody's going to give me fucking shit. Good. Like, well, why don't you just watch the first yeah, one? It's her birthday. Exactly. Because I've been in the mood and I accidentally watched the first part that it was streaming and I accidentally watched the first part of it and and memories like flooded into my head and I was like, oh, I got to watch this. So there's no other movies that you would love to watch? Oh, I'm sure there is. I got a list on my phone somewhere. I just haven't looked at it. It's probably on the wall there that we just like ignored. Yeah, that you ignore. You mean the movies that I put up there and you ignore? Oh, why don't we watch The Hunger? Oh, wait, we can. We already did. fucking asshole. Asshole. I'm sorry. No, it's I really don't mind watching it. I planned on watching Scream, but I don't I don't know. Like I'm 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 thinking about doing it, you know, as a series, like I we know. do two in a row. Right. You know, and then we watch the newest one. And I think there's what, five, right? Five or six, I don't know. Uh, this will be the I fifth one. I haven't even one. seen all of them. Right. So anyway, I liked my my birthday episode last year. That was probably Which my one favorite. Did, oh, that's uh, right. Whatever that happened a big to Baby episode. Jane. We had a lot of people listen to that. Yeah. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? That was. I mean, I think I enjoyed talking about it. You you enjoyed doing the research for the first time ever. Um. Well, yeah, because it was all like <laughs> gossip and drama. Oh, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> You were you were initially set off by the 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 drama that the TV shows portrayed. Yeah, the, what was it? The Hannibal director? Was uh, it? uh, is it Ryan Murphy? Oh, maybe I'm getting confused. Is it oh, Ryan Murphy? Yeah, it's American Horror Story guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of Ryan. Uh, thinking of the the Hannibal yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I like him too, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know you're a fan of him as well. So. Yeah. I get them confused all the fucking time. Well, let's talk about it. What do you want to watch? Like, what kind of movies do you want to watch? You were saying that you wanted to watch stuff in the 2000s. Yeah. Because we don't watch anything in the 2000s. You know, maybe we should do, we should go th- do House of the Dead. Oh, God. I know. Actually, I hate I that. I don't know. That, I uh, want to do it because it's so bad. It's, no, it's probably not so bad. It's not so bad. It's so good. good. It's just so I bad. I hated that movie. I didn't that really, we're going to quit. I've never finished it. So, so bad you quit. That's, yeah, I That's did. what it's going to be called. But again, I feel like maybe we need to revisit it. You know, <laughs> I definitely want to do it. But years later. I don't want to, I want the next couple of weeks to be exciting. Okay, I don't want this dip where we like, you know, put a gun in our mouths, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's silence on the end of the podcast. Okay, fine, fine. I don't want to make a well, seven day podcast, uh, and then someone like finds us, then puts the episode up, and then takes us to the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> you just okay. hear a gunshot. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then Murray's well, like eating us. Like we're he like. Would be. <laughs> He totally would That would be. be such a nightmare, dude. I love him so much, but he would need to eat. Yeah, exactly. He's a healthy boy. Go, boy. Get a piece of my leg. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and attacks all the people that are trying to see you. And I wonder where we are. Uh, oh, my 
my gosh. Okay, well, I'll think about it. We'll all right, all figure right. Figure it out. Anyway, so we've been kind of busy, I guess. We had a big thunderstorm here, which is kind of nice in Arizona. Been... Oh, you mean the one that woke me up at one in the morning? Dude, this it morning? was loud as fuck this morning. I was playing Hades on uh, the console. Like, I passed out at like nine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like because i was gonna watch another because i have another review i have to do to put out today for you guys listening uh but i think i'm gonna do that that day which mm-hmm. is gonna be interesting because i have to stream that night I'm just, I'm just trying to do too much guys i don't know what it is i i, I didn't even stream on uh wednesday was it wednesday yeah we did the thing on monday last week the watch party watch party for mikey holy shit that was fun that we, was we had a blast movie, yeah you guys missed out if you aren't coming to that fucking shit telling you we had so much fun and th- watching mikey and thank you for everyone who who showed up yeah dude it was a lot of fun we got to see a lot of faces that listen in and uh you know some people just chill they don't actually talk and chat you don't have to but mm-hmm. you know it's always nice to like know who's in there with us so mm-hmm. but yeah we do got some movies coming up here that we're going to be doing to review though so we got to figure it out because there's like a lot like we've got okay today is what saturday the 14th so today's the 16th for you guys so let's see what's coming up a new neil blomkamp movie called demonic coming out on the 20th and then Candyman on the 27th plus a movie on the september 2nd called Superhost. i have to be honest i really don't want to go to the theater i'm really upset that that Candyman's only going to be in the theater i know i know we're so used to it now but they're like no but see there's this thing and i think that's part of the problem is that in order to be accepted into whatever you know nominations i don't think Candyman is <laughs> really is going to be an totally oscar. oscar but i'm just saying like a lot of these people who make these movies they want that the extra money right and they also all some of them are movies that are literally made for oscar bait i'm not saying horror movies but i'm right. just saying like yeah i know what you mean and they got contracts and right so the conditions and stuff they got to follow but, but the but same producers changed. that make oscar bait also do make other movies in their production line that are horror movies and stuff like that too you know what I mean? Right. So you've got like they, they kind of try to keep it straight and they're like trying to get it. But we're going to be in lockdown again, I'm sure. Because No, we won't. I don't know. Fuck. They won't lock us down. I don't know. <laughs> People aren't going to go out as much. Well, you're right. I, I, we're not going out as much. No. We got to Put go out. We had like our month of happiness, like where everything was back to normal. And now it's not. It's like, right. fuck. <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Nobody (laughs) likes it. I don't care if you believe in it or not, but nobody likes what we're having to deal with, guys. Just FYI. So whatever side of the fence you're on, go fuck yourself. (laughs) We don't like it. (laughs) But I'm not going to rant and rave about that, okay? Because we come here to get away from it. Because it's in our face every fucking day. Here comes the rant. (laughs) Speaking of which, I think it might be that time. What time is it? What? What? Horror shots! All right, guys. So we decided to pick Tommy Knockers as the. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, you got to be kidding me! Really? I know. Of all the choices. Oh wow. The, of all the movies we watched this episode, <laughs> Tommy Knockers. No. Uh, anyway, just a stupid joke. <laughs> Uh, so Christina and I, of course, I mean, we, we watched the movie. Everything in the movie is fucking green, green eyes, green glowing, green machines, green, green, green. So I just want to give you one guess as to what color you think this shot is. Hell yeah, it's green. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, it's green. <laughs> 
So in the movie, there was a scene where Carradine's character and Jimmy Schmidt's character, Guard, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, Carradine plays the um, diner guy who's just like completely doesn't care about his kids dying. They're trying to coax Guard to forget about investigating into all the issues that are happening in the town. And Carradine's character, the diner guy, convinces him to sit down and have a drink as Guard has a alcoholic problem so he can forget about it. And he keeps asking him intentionally, and it's like, I've got some thoughts on it, and we'll talk about it when we get to the spoiler section. Uh. But um, we, he says, come on, man, shoot a pickle. Shoot a pickle. Yeah, man, shoot a pickle. So we're calling this shoot, shoot a pickle. pickle. <laughs> hey, guess what's in it? I'm going to be guess. Pickle? <laughs> oh, yay. Ding, ding, ding. No, there's no pickle in it. There's Did pickle you... juice. There's ding, pickle ding, ju- dong, ding, ding, dong. <laughs> I got a half an ounce of vodka. Okay. And a half of Midori melon liqueur. And then a splash. And then a splash of pickle juice because you could just got to. Right. Like, we didn't look this up, by the way, guys. So we don't know how this is going to taste. <laughs> it but smells we, nasty. We, we assume that the sweet and the sour, the Midori, would go well with it. Right. We knew pickle would go with vodka because, you know, oh, yeah. you got olives, you got all of this stuff that goes with it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see if there's Midori in the pickleback, well, the pickle squirt. <laughs> it just sounds gross. All right. Shoot, uh, we, shoot a pickle. Shoot the shoot pickle. Shoot a pickle. Shoot a pickle. Shoot a pickle. It's called shoot a pickle. Okay. All right. Let's go. Yeah, that's terrible. Woo! Kind of okay. like the movie. We've had worse. Yeah, that's terrible. It tastes synthetic. Oh my god, like it doesn't... I, I like it. What? I like it. It's got a better aftertaste than the initial taste. Yeah, the Midori like like sneaks up. It's like it's it's pickle juice and then the Midori. And I used we had those cheap pickles too, so it's probably high fructose corn syrup <laughs> and vinegar, which I is don't fucking know. nasty. But they have corn syrup in the in the vinegar. Yeah, in most pickles they have high fructose corn syrup I didn't in the know pickles. That. I yeah. thought it was just vinegar. No, no. Oh. Look at your ingredients. That's why we get those sliced ones at fucking Ex- because they don't use because they don't use any of that any shit. Of that shit. Huh. I like drinking the pickle juice too, which is weird. It is. I weird. found that out one time. I was like, oh, we're out of pickles. I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I drank a little, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Anyway, that's gross. But uh, yeah, so if you would like to try Shoot a Pickle, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, let's kick off this Stephen King miniseries, The Tommy Knockers, and get a little green with our flesh and potatoes right Christina did the work on this in the beginning. I did all the trivia, of course, like always. Yep. I forgot that you were going to do that, so I'm glad I didn't do the work. Oh, me too. I almost did. Anyway. Anyway, the Tommy Knockers from 1993. Mm-hmm. Made for ABC. Oh. <laughs> the small town of Haven becomes a hotbed of inventions all run by a strange green power device. The whole town is digging something up in the woods. And only an alcoholic poet can discover the secret of the Tommy Knockers. Gee, King. Writing a little close to the chest. <laughs> huh? 
And it's 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 called Haven Falls, by the way. I don't know why they. Say I that. don't know why they just said Haven. A lot of people just call it Haven, ha- so maybe it's like the like preferred nomenclature of the name town. Oh, okay. So. So the tagline: Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers, knocking at your door. Oh my God. <laughs> that song though, like it's it's it sticks in your head. It really does. It's well, it's like a. It's based off like an old schoolyard yeah, rhyme or something. Like a schoolyard jumping jet rope mm-hmm. song or whatever. Oh, it reminds me of, like um, Freddy Krueger, you know. Right. Directed by John Power, he's done lots of TV movies, including They Don't Clap Losers from 1975. They don't clap users. Losers. They don't clap losers. Is yeah. It don't clap for losers, or do they mean no, like pr- gun clap a number, like clap a motherfucker? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like they're going to fucking smoke some dude with a shotgun or something. I don't really. It's weird. I don't get it. Okay. Billy and Percy. And also he did a a movie called The Pitch of Showman. From 1977? Yeah. Those were all from the 70s. So he just came out of nowhere to come do this one? Yeah. I think think he, you know, like when you have a big broadcast network type of thing, they all use the same people all the time pretty sure that's what it had to do with because a lot of these were abc okay thanks anyway story by stephen king everybody knows who he is the teleplay is by lawrence d cohen which we have talked about before Mm -hmm. because he's done a lot of stephen king films yeah he did it from the 90s he Mm. also did carrie he what's it called the telescript or something i don't know and and he also did the end of the whole mess from his collection nightmares and dreamscapes oh yeah didn't they do a whole tv show on that i think so yeah i'm pretty sure because i almost bought it at the bookman's yeah i remember that yeah um he's also the main writer for the riverdale show right which is really that's in my trivia too yeah oh okay well there you go there's another show called haven by the way Oh, is that about this town? About this town, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's not about Tommyknockers, but... Oh, okay. It's in the verse, the King verse, multiverse. Anyway, starring Jimmy Smits. He plays guard. Uh, you might know him as the star of NYPD Blue. Yep. But I know him as Bale in Star Wars and Rogue One. <laughs> um, he was also in Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, and The West Wing. Also starring Marge Helgenberger, uh, who plays Bobby. You might know her from Species. She was also the main actress in CSI, and she was in the Under the Dome TV show. Mm-hmm. Remember we watched that show? Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Cassidy, who plays Sheriff Roof. Roof? Who <laughs> 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 plays Sheriff Ruth. Uh, we just watched her in All American Murder from yeah. 1991. Which I have a which... review coming up for YouTube on that, by the way. Yeah, and Christopher Walken is in that, and he's hilarious. <laughs> um, she was also in Ghost of Mars, but you probably know her from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Blade Runner. Yeah, she was at the diner, at the bar. Yeah. The girlfriend. Yeah. She was Eddie's boyfriend. Yeah. Or girlfriend. Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy is played by Tracy Lords. Oh, yeah. She put out an album in 1995 called A Thousand Fires during the midst of the raver era. And it's an amazing dance album that changed my life. I'm not kidding. <laughs> really? Yes. I. Oh, my God. That's well, probably I was... why they had her in Blade Dude, for that opening yeah, scene it, because exactly. of the whole rave era thing. Exactly. <laughs> That album was fucking amazing, but everybody knows her from Crybaby. Right. That's the obvious one. She was also in Excision. Yeah, and in Excision. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
All right. E.G. Marshall plays Grandpa Eve. He was in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes, he, I thought might, so. Yeah, he played the grandpa. Fucking, that's what it was. Yep. He plays the he plays the for father uncle? for I think uh, wife Chev- Chevy Chase. Oh, the wife. It was the yeah wife, because right. the dopier dad is the is is Chevy's dad. Right, right. He's the serious one with the wife as the mole that she always right. talks. You know, I don't know what it is. It was great. Here, Audrey, <laughs> and then the other grandmother is the one. She's like, here, Audrey. Maybe you can help put some cream on my mole. Would you like a quarter, a whole quarter? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I movie. love that movie. Uh, he was also in Creep Show. He was in Superman two and twelve. 12- Angry Men from 1957. Mm. John Ashton plays Trooper Butch. He was in Beverly Hills Cop. He'll always be Sergeant Taggart to me. To you. He was also in Some Kind of Wonderful and Midnight Run. And then, like we had already mentioned, Robert Carradine, who plays Bryant Brown, right. the dad. He was in Revenge of the Nerds, of course. He was also in Escape from L.A. And I forgot he was in Ghosts of Mars that mm. we watched recently. All right. The budget for this miniseries thing. Was twelve million dollars. Holy shit! That's a lot of. That's a lot of Skrilla. Money. It really is. It really is for how terrible it looks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they spent it on the actors or something? I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe there was a lot of cocaine that everybody was doing. <laughs> Steven wasn't there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. That's fun. horrible. It's That's not, not nice. Funny. To, I know. I know. It's an addiction. I'm he, sorry. Should, he was sober by now, wasn't he? Like when this came out. <laughs> yeah, the TV I'm just show? making it. Jesus. It's just an association joke. Okay. Calm the you fuck down. You shouldn't make fun of people's sobriety. Okay. All right. All right, Alex. I've had issues. I'm an addict. So fuck off. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Was this your first time seeing this? Uh, this is actually, I've seen it a million times. Have I don't you? know. I think I had the double VHS tape. You had on VHS? Yeah, I had it on VHS. I saw it on TV when it came out. Oh my out. God, do you still have it? We should sell it. I don't know. I think I might. Okay, I'll have to look. I don't know. I can't remember. If anybody wants to buy a Tommy Knockers VHS. Tommy Knockers, Tommy Knockers knocking at your door. I've got green eyes and your mom is a whore. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it goes like. Uh, <laughs> Also, I wanted to mention, by the way, there is Cliff the Young in this movie. Uh-huh. He uh, is one that I have always remembered from the 80s and 90s a little bit. He plays Joe the Postman, the infidel. Oh, yeah. Uh, he basically is in the shock treatment, the, the you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake. Or not remake, fucking sequel. Sequel. Uh, he's also in Glory, Suicide Kings, RoboCop 4, and he was a big part in the TV series. He was also in Dr. Giggles, the movie Pulse, where all the house comes to life and tries to electrocute this kid. And his dad doesn't believe him. Of course. Sound familiar? He was yeah, also in Flight of the Navigator and more. I just wanted to bring him up because it's just, he's just one that you would think that would have had a, his roles weren't that huge, but he, he did some big stuff. But that's why I didn't mention him, honestly. Really? Because his role was kind of short in this oh uh, whatever you just didn't want to write everybody no that's not true i wrote a lot <laughs> i did a lot shut the fuck up i didn't think you it want was... me to tell you what i thought? I didn't think it was important enough you're yelling anyway so i'm glad that you asked me what i thought of this movie christina you're welcome <laughs> by the way guys just so you know we watched the three hour version not the trimmed down two hour version that you might have seen so if anything we're saying on this is going to be based off of that you can find a copy online if you need to watch it just look for the three hour one so like i said this is something i saw on tv it was back in the day when stephen king's miniseries were all the rage it was like something to look forward to on tv like you know the after after the 
miniseries blew up, like everybody wanted a fucking. They a just piece. wanted like they wanted a piece. He, he's got the most fucking movies or TV miniseries or whatever you want to Ever. call it of any author that you can think of. I mean, even just regular authors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's just huge. Like he's like one of the biggest writers in the world. Right. But this one is really not all that good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you picked that up from the beginning. I've mentioned it too much. It's okay. <laughs> I think I remember it a little bit more fonder because of the green. It just kind of sticks in your memory a little bit because they use it so much in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it kind of signifies all the weird shit that's going on in, in Haven Falls. But I don't know. It's watchable, but it's just really slow as shit, honestly. And it is not aged well at the very least. So, oh, no. you know, obviously there might have been people that really enjoyed this back in the day and myself included. But we've been so spoiled by like how TV has like had this evolution of like, I guess, money. Mm-hmm. Because they were able to afford better actors or better directors. Well, they had a lot of money. <laughs> the pedigree, yeah, I, they did have a lot of money. But I'm just saying, like, the pedigree of acting has gotten so much better. Right. It right. really has. I'm not saying that there wasn't good acting back in the 90s. I'm just saying there wasn't really good acting on TV in the 90s. Right. <laughs> so there are some, you know, really funny moments of weirdness that sort of make you laugh. It's kind of in the style of the So Bad It's Good, but it's just. Not an aspect film, okay? Like, there's just... It's 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 got gaping hole. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> I know. It's got gaping holes of fucking, like, boring, you know, fill-in stuff, you know? And I, I didn't read the book, so I can't really compare, but I know that in some of his books, kind of like Needful Things, it this kind of reminds me of that a little bit, doesn't it? Like the, he's the trope of the town going crazy is all Stephen King. Right. You know, it's always about the town being affected by something. Uh-huh. And 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 this is no different. You know, the town's being affected by this 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 comet that came down millions of years ago, I assume, and then someone unearthed it and it just started causing problems. They've been having like I think he said it was like 900 years ago that there was like Indians that would wander around and stuff like that in the forest and it was behind this poet's house with his wife and who stumbles upon it. Mhm. But it's just not as neat. I don't know. I just don't think it's as entertaining to be classified as S-Big. But it does have a few moments that we did laugh at pretty heavily. There is some creativity in this movie that I really enjoy, like some of the machines that they make and and the light that they uh, uh, give it. But there's also some really terrible 90s like visual effects that really terrible. Yeah, I mean, look, I like sliders and they have some terrible, you know, screen effects, but I don't know. There's something about slider that is infinitely more interesting <laughs> than, than this movie. Unfortunately, it's just average to maybe slightly above average. Mm-hmm. Like I almost wanted to give it a 5.5 or a six. But when I thought about it, I was like, this isn't what I'm going to reach for really quick on the shelf, but I'll watch it just because I like King. And I often will rewatch movies that, you know, I didn't like to to try to I want them to change my mind. Mm -hmm. Like most of the time, you know, like if I don't like a movie, it's like sometimes I want to go back and watch it just to make it prove me wrong. Right. Because there's other movies that have like Mm -hmm. I just like was in the right mindset. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a good movie. Why did I hate it? Mm -hmm. So 
there's a lot of prop designs in this movie. There is some like practical effects and stuff in it that's kind of cool. Nothing really that graphic because obviously it was made for TV. Story is obviously interesting. It's just too bad the movie drags too much to make you stay interested. And maybe it's because in the book they did like separate stories for everybody being affected in the in you know what I'm saying? Like right. each chapter might have been a different person. I don't know how it was done and we were going to read some of it <laughs> to try to get an idea of it. Christine just didn't couldn't do it it was it's a long book it is and you know what the library didn't have the audiobook available right like, what the fuck is up with that well that's why i keep comparing it to needful things because in there there's like they did the movie as well and there was like a lot of people that didn't like that movie mm-hmm. because it didn't cover like there was a lady that wore elvis elvis glasses that made certain things happen and like mm-hmm. you see her in the movie but they don't do the story which was one of the better stories that people like you know, everybody has a different thing right but i wonder like each you know segment was like a different story for a different character in this ongoing story i wonder if that's what it's like so if someone read the book please let me know i would love to hear i wish i would have had time to research uh you know a two-week book (laughs) (laughs) but that's just not how it's gonna happen but i just think the story is too big for the budget especially back in the 90s anyway to give it this sort of proper treatment you know Mm -hmm. I've, I've, like I said, it all just feels a little too hokey. And maybe I'm just spoiled now because I've gotten older and seen so much greater stuff on TV and things. TV has been a really great place. They've, it's like they figured out the code of how to keep people interested for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like they all, yeah. they, even if they suck, they know how to drag you along. This did not drag me along. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they may be disappointing at the end and they may have disappointing moments, but they always have that little little hanger at the mm-hmm. at the end this just felt really just the pace of it it could have been darker like i feel like yeah it could have like it's i don't this is not spoilerific but just they a town gets affected by this these creatures okay i'm not gonna say what they are it's a comet you can figure it out it affects people but half the time it's like they're completely aware of themselves and the other time it's like they're being controlled. They're by in a their, hive mentality. More by their like animal instinct. So it's like th- everything that they're emotional about, like they, it, it elaborates on, you know, or washes away. But I feel like if someone were to redo this and really t- give it the, the like sort of like cat and mouse kind of dialogue that you could do with like really intense you know, stuff mm-hmm. like the whole like doubting yourself if they're okay or normal could have been played on way better. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Do you sense. see what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. like, if they do this, which they're going to be doing a remake of this, this whole thing, which apparently it's around two and a half hours long, it's a movie that's coming out, maybe they'll do that. I would enjoy that. So, and that's what I think about this particular one. It's cool, but nothing that is dreadful at all. More like, hey, I'm watching a movie about this cool little thing. Mm -hmm. And not like, ooh, it was scary, that scary part, or anything like that. It's not scary whatsoever. Anybody who's even, like, the slightest scary cat of anything could watch this and not have any fucking problem whatsoever. I'd give this one 5 out of 10, like I said. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're a fan... It's not a bad watch. It's an okay watch. Mm -hmm. If you're not, it might not be for you. Mm -hmm. But if you've read the book, I think you should at least watch it. Mm -hmm. Just to see. The three-hour movie, I know it sucks, but at least you watched it so you know. Mm -hmm. And then when the new one comes out, you can compare. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to do when the new one comes out in a year or two. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Christina? Well, 
Alex. I thought it was pretty good. It was just good. I mean, I went into really? it. Really? You liked it? I went into it knowing it was a TV movie. I've seen The Stand from the 90s. I, I've seen the It from the 90s. I didn't really like either of those that much. Well, I liked The Stand when it first came out, but I, but I was a kid. I didn't know any better than, you know, when you rewatch it as an adult, it just sucks. Okay. So I went into it knowing like oh god this is gonna suck it is but, not an it miniseries like no, it is nothing no, like that it's just, nothing like the 90s one it's nothing like that's interesting that's good yeah it really it really is because i thought yeah i thought it was better than that i, li- I think the concept's better than the actual what we're seeing is right what I'm so anyway sorry right i liked all the actors in it i think they cast the actors good for the characters. I mean, yeah, the acting was a little bit shoddy, but I mean, it was the 90s and it was a TV show. Well, did we forgive it and, for that? Because I've seen some really great performances in the 90s. Yeah, because there were so many characters, um, except I didn't like the dog. I thought the dog was the worst actor in the whole fucking movie. And I love animals. <laughs> but that fucking dog. No, like, I'm serious. That dog really pissed me really? off. You're going to pick was, on the dog yes, and not I the am, movie. Because they made it so, like, you could tell, like, it, did, it didn't do anything. Like, they even dubbed its barking. You're out of Alex, control. they dubbed the dog's barking. It was fucking annoying. They had to do it because he's a shit actor. So what? <laughs> that's, like, that's like making fun of a child for their acting. Whatever. The dog's you probably fucking dead. bully. Whatever. The dog's probably dead anyway. <laughs> Maybe they ate it after they were finished shooting. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. Everybody have a piece of Roy. <laughs> I got the leg. I did think the storyline was an obvious reflection of Stephen King's like sobriety battle. Did you though? I really did. Cuz I I mean I didn't know that that was about he, it. It definitely has addiction tones about it, but, but he, I didn't know. The guy's a writer and he always well not always, but most of the time he bases one of the characters around himself. All right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I just didn't know. And if it. if that was in the book, like Okay. But I did think there was there was too many characters. There was like too many townsmen. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's I know definitely a hard task. Yeah, to do that many characters. Yeah, they yeah. do a good. They give everybody enough screen time. Yeah, you know, some more than others, but you know. Right, but I did get. I'm not too familiar with Lovecraft, but you obviously got those color out of space tones in there. Sure. Just from like a comet or whatever. Right. But this and, is more like the thing though in a way too because they they awaken. Remember they're like oh, yeah, in the yeah. ground. Yeah. So. But they're not in Alaska. They're in a small town. Right. But I'm just saying it's, it's a little bit more. But yeah, right. it's all comet based. Something crashing to Earth causing a bunch of alien crazy And there shit. was that one particular scene which was like a Stranger Things scene to me i immediately okay. was like oh, dude well stranger things stranger things is definitely biting off stephen king oh in well a lot yeah of oh well yeah <laughs> but that one one particular scene reminded me of that um i wish they would have gone more into the lore of the tommy knocker because i still don't understand right it's, it's like a skinwalker right and do they have breasts and would they call them tommy knockers <laughs> child you're such a child doesn't it sound like it come on people defend me here i am pretty sure Look like, at those that fucking term, i'm pretty sure that term was there before the booby term okay well what if someone was wearing a green bra and we we're at the beach and i was like look at them tommy knockers right there no you're not gonna say that <laughs> i would but i'm just saying you're out of control <laughs> the end of the movie was uh 
kind of anticlimactic for me. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more. But I am interested in reading the book more because you Oh know, yeah. I would I would I that, that's the only solace I have with saying that I didn't enjoy this movie that much is that I can always fall back and say, "Hey, I haven't read the book, so at least I'm looking exactly. forward to that." Yeah. And I'm sure with how descriptive he is about certain things, I'm sure it's infinitely better than any vibe or tone that they portrayed in this movie. What did you give it? Six out of ten. Wow. I, I mean, that's a, I, I'm surprised by that but from you. Yeah, but again, I'm telling you, I base this off of the other miniseries that I've seen. And I'd, yeah, wa- maybe, I'd watch it again. You know, maybe you're right. I don't know. Of course I'm right. I'm always right. I just thought it was a little boring and I was expecting a lot more. There are some fun scenes that I really liked in the movie, but... You know, it is what it is. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. You're welcome. I love you, too. <laughs> anyway, so what did you guys think? I mean, do you like this? Have you seen this? I mean, are you interested in seeing it? I don't want you to be discouraged from checking it out. If you are a King reader, you should at least watch it. I always feel that way. Like, give it a shot. You know, just because I don't like something doesn't mean you won't. You know, everybody's got fucking different shit that they like. And there may be something in this movie that you just fucking adore. Yeah, never know, you know? I mean, Tracy Lords is in it, for Christ's sake. I fucking love her. Dude, I'm, I'm like, thinking of the actors that had to kiss her, because she's, like, kissing everybody in the movie. She's sucking everybody's face. Yeah, she really is. And I'm like, <laughs> even Carradine gets in on the action a little bit there. I thought we were going to have a fucking, like, you know, like, she was did, just kissing everybody. Did, did you, was she a porn star yeah what wasn't she like 15 i don't know yeah there's there's like a rumors yeah no 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 no. I, I saw that in a fucking uh group here recently that like someone was selling some of their their dvds or blu-rays or something like that or vhs and they were like is that the safe one or not you know <laughs> oh my because because you can't right. sell child porn on facebook right <laughs> <laughs> you know like <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I mean, she I think she got into the industry quite early. I don't know the whole story. Right. I don't either. And then I've heard it's just a rumor anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> allegedly <Right>. whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we do have some trivia on this that we're going to go over and then we're going to dip into some of the movies that are going to be coming to film or TV uh, that you might want to check out from streaming services and different companies. We got, you know, a lot of information on that. So when we get to that, I'll let you guys know. And then if you need to skip it and you just want to go to our discussion about the spoilers and stuff like that instantly, you can go down to the timestamps below. They're always there. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. (laughs) Let me just stare at her. (laughs) If you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Here's your warning. What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> trying to fuck with you. The title of this movie refers to folklore about subterranean ghosts or creatures who are believed to be like kind of like gremlins, you know what I mean? But for minors. And I don't oh, mean children. I mean like the actual guys that go down there with the helmets and like. Mine for gold or well, coal silver, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, I mean, this whole country was built on mining and stuff like that. You know, like when they were looking for, you know, treasure, uh, not treasure, but <laughs> treasure, <laughs> yeah, pirate treasures. <laughs> so it like they were all looking for one-eyed Willie. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, in the miniseries, it's about possessive alien spirits inside the buried spacecraft. So. But it is kind of like a folklore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of interesting if like someone did it like a gremlin-y kind of movie. Like, you remember that movie, The Hollow? 
No. About the guy that has a baby and the guy, and the creature comes in the middle of the, the night. The guy had a baby, well, like, out of his him body? Him and his wife. Jesus Christ, why do you got to be so fucking... <laughs> I want to see it. It steals the baby, and then he has to go oh. into the hollow to fucking save it. Oh, okay. It's actually a pretty good movie. I, I've been wanting to get it for a long time. Okay. Maybe we should watch that movie for next week. Maybe. The Hollow? Yeah. I don't remember if we watched that with the boy... The the, the it, boy in the hole is that a two thousand the hole movie? in the ground I think it was we watched it's called the hollow H A L L O W oh is that recent what the movie yeah yeah oh okay anyway sorry to go off the trivia path the original home video release of the miniseries was heavily edited by like an hour guys they tried to cut it down to a two hour movie and that's why this seems to be so many gaps in the plot uh, if you watch the two hour version versus the three hour version. This is why a lot of people felt like, you know, the plot was missing or, you know, something the the movie was largely criticized for during that time. Years later, the DVD release of the complete miniseries, which we have. We got it at a fucking antique shop. Yeah, we finally get to once again see the Tommyknockers intact, which I guess the VHS was only two hours. Ah. But this story takes place in Haven Falls, as I mentioned, Maine, just outside of Derry, Maine, which, you know, of course, a lot of Stephen King stories. He has a lot of towns that he talks about in all his different books, like Salem's Lot. And, you know, there's a ton of different ones, but this is just another one. And there's the show, the TV series called Haven, that was out from 2010 to 2015, which has nothing to do with Tommyknockers, but is based on that town. Oh, okay. So... As you mentioned, this is an allegory for uh, Stephen King's own personal battles with substance abuse. Uh, The character of Jim Gardner, which is Gard, is largely based upon King. So that's why he's the poet. Mm -hmm. And And he didn't know it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gunshot. Alex, add a gunshot sound. He, of course, was notorious for a lot of substance uh, while writing and stuff. One of the bigger stories is always when he was directing Maximum Overdrive Mm -hmm. and he was completely high on cocaine, which he mixed, he, you know, said because it just made him nervous to do, I think. I still think the film's a great film and I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks it's the worst thing ever, but everybody's always critical about their own work for some reason right. because they think that they could do better than that. Right. But I love <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. So mm-hmm. was that the only movie he ever directed? Yep. Oh, OK. And you'd think he would have done like a short or something like that, but he just wrote stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, I'm just a writer. That's what he's good at. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, honestly, why stop? I mean, and and to be honest, like, you know, like, I love Stephen King. Uh, I don't always agree with him, though. (laughs) Like, when some movies come out, he's like, oh, this is amazing. You know, like. Oh, yeah, I know. We know this. Right. Like, uh, I mean, maybe it just tantalizes his creativity. You know what I mean? When he sees a good movie. Right. And he's like, oh, I could elaborate on this, Mm -hmm. you know, which I totally could see him being, you know, interested in. But Mm -hmm. there's been a couple of movies I just didn't agree with him on, like wholeheartedly. (laughs) So when I see it, it's like, oh, it could be up in the air, guys. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We still love you, King. And, And we share the same last name. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's like one of the, you know, when I was a kid is like, I always wanted to be like Stephen King famous, Mm -hmm. you know, and I loved horror because of him and, you know, just a lot of different things, you know, I'm not saying because of him, but there was many reasons, but that was just one of the many. So, right. Well, you can't escape him. I mean, especially if you love horror movies. Well, he usually comes by the window at night, which is a little creepy. That's a little weird. (laughs) Stephen King is not much of a fan of the movie, by the way. Oh, 
Yeah, he said, I, I didn't, quote, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it at all. He's like, Jimmy Schmitz is a fine actor, but he had to give it a bunch of pretentious, pretentious lines, and it should have been much longer. It felt like kind of cheap and thrown together. I, I felt like they missed the sense of my book. Right. That makes sense. He must have been talking about the scenes of him at the party. I'm thinking yeah. it's, it's a little on the nose. Right. And I think he's a little more nuanced. Than, than to just be that. Yeah. Like, he's got a classic storyteller, mm -hmm. so there's going to be classic elements in it. But when it comes to, like, characters, like, they, you know, they do have some sort of, like, tropey things. Mm -hmm. But but he, he always adds a little something extra. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. Maybe, so maybe that's what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. You know? I didn't really think the characters in this one... <laughs> Really, any of them were all that great. Well, they so. weren't like that in depth. Like, I, mean, I would have loved to weren't... read, like I said, I would love to read the book. The character of Becca Paulson and her adulterous husband, Joe, mm -hmm. were from the original short story by Stephen King called The Revelations of Becca Paulson. And King liked this story so much that he actually added it to his book. Oh, okay. With the TV and everything? Yeah, he ended up writing it into the novel. And this is the funny thing. I didn't realize until I actually researched this is that the short story itself would later be filmed for an episode of the 90s uh, updated version of The Outer Limits. And I remember it. Oh, really? And I remember seeing Tommyknockers. So I've seen both of these things. But the Outer Limits episode on this, it felt, I don't know, maybe I got it. Maybe it was just, I was like, oh, they're just borrowing. I didn't connect the two, in other words. Right, right. I didn't have that, you know, exposure to it. But I, I'm sure I felt it was familiar. Right. So the original Tommyknocker spaceship was, of course, supposed to be a saucer. It was not supposed to be this, like, weird this ge box geometrical thing. boxy yeah. shape thing. Fuck that is. But, you know, they wanted to redesign it for the movie, which I, I kind of think is a better idea because saucer is a little played out. Yeah, it's a little hokey now because it's just, you know. Right. Also, I don't know if you caught this. You remember when the kids are walking in the woods and they, they hear their mom yelling for them? They talk about the Micmac Indians in the woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is from Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. I did not catch that. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pet cemetery reference, which you know it's all. There's war. always references and everything. Yeah, it's it's all part of the same areas. My favorite is Castle Rock. That is like the best show. Uh, I don't and, remember what we what what happened. Did we not like missed, season two or something? Or no, we loved season two. We didn't like season one as much. Uh, it was slow. But no, hold on. Was... I remember there was a. <laughs> I remember he's like, <laughs> what's his name from it? Who's the guy? Uh, Scarsdale. Scarsgard. Yeah. He's like, you don't know what's happening. I was like, no, nobody <laughs> does. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, that was the first season. The, it was like the longest blue ball fucking season. <laughs> like it was like lost. Only I, I, I couldn't get. I don't know. I was lost the whole fucking season. But don't you remember the second season with it's the you know I don't want to spoil it for anybody. yes I do remember okay. it yes anyway anyway moving on. <laughs> Uh, so July 2013, they announced that the Tommyknocker remake would be coming out. They were going to make it on a series, a miniseries, which never actually came to fruition. Mm -hmm. uh, they were also supposed to do a Rosemary's Baby miniseries back then as well. Oh, sounds boring. Hey, man, you like the Exorcist TV show? Yeah, I did. So? I'd watch. Oh, I'd still watch don't it. Don't knock it. But Rosemary's Baby, to me, like, it was all aesthetics. and yeah. it, The story was kind of boring to me. Uh, James Wan... And it fame Roy Lee came along in 2018 to partner up and produce this film. So they're they're one of the the main producers. Um, 
The original producer, the executive producer, is Larry Sanitsky. He's going to be attached to it apparently still mm-hmm. as the head, you know, lead producer, the executive producer. But James Wan and Roy Lee are going to be producing it. And guess who's going to be writing it? Jeremy Slater from The Exorcist TV show. Yeah, he's a good writer, dude. So maybe they'll do this darker tone that I've been talking about. They will definitely do a darker tone. Has he adapted? Well, he adapted The Exorcist, but has he adapted any Stephen King? He's done a lot of different stuff before. I I didn't look it up. I think he did. He did. He's got a few movies that not everybody's real happy with, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Like, but he, you know, it's not like he's a bad writer. He's just like handed these sort of already Tasks. adapted things, right? So, but you know, he did a good job with the Exorcist TV. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So we haven't heard anything else. We don't know who's going to be directing it. We don't know. Speaking of which, we're going to get into some of our list of different uh, King movies that are going to be adapted into TV series. So if you don't want to hear any of this and you just want to skip to our spoiler section where we talk about a few scenes that we like or dislike or or thought were hokey, you can go ahead down to the timestamps down below and skip to the spoilers section. But uh, here we go. It's a long list, so buckle the fuck up. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking floppy fucking Tommy Knocker. Flippity floppity. Uh, <laughs> Some are not guaranteed, by the way. They're just being talked about and what we know about it. So I just thought it'd be fun to mention it to you guys because I didn't know that these movies were getting made. And I thought it was interesting to find out. So we got the Boogeyman from the Night Shift collection. The script is written on it. Don't know anything more about it. It's just been done for many years. Mm-hmm. Chapel Wait, which is based on Jerusalem's Lot from Night Shift as well, which is a short, you know, the short stories. That's going to be either a TV movie or something. Mm-hmm. We also have a Christine reboot in the works. Oh, really? Yeah, that the Hannibal creator Brian Fuller is uh, will ah, be directing. I like him. Which I, directing? Yeah. Cool. So I'm kind of curious about that. A new version of the story, and uh, it's going to be through Sony Blumhouse. Uh, they're going to be producing it. Okay. So I'll watch it. Yeah. So Sony probably owns it, but they probably like said, hey, we got a working relationship. Come on, Blumhouse. You know, The Dark Half, which you're going to get there. Uh, Director Alex Ross Perry was announced in 2019. There's no casting or premiere date that's been announced. It did uh, break. The news broke months before this announcement that Perry was also attached to write and direct a film adaptation of King's 2003 short story called Rest Stop. And that story is is a cat and mouse thriller involved. Involving two women, but that's all we know so far of the dark half. So I wouldn't wait for that anytime soon. Have they done the dark half? Have they filmed the dark half before? Yeah, you've never seen the dark half? No. Really? Okay, well, maybe we'll have to watch that soon. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. They just put out a Blu-ray, I think, recently. Oh, okay. Or is it 4K? I can't remember. Also, a movie that's not horror, by the way, Drunken Fireworks, which is about a mob boss and a mechanic story that's based on a short story of the same name from a collection of fiction titled the bizarre of bad dreams it includes a poem called the bone church which was optioned by a tv for a tv series by the way uh james franco's rabbit bandi uh, bandini productions and rubicon entertainment were planning on adapting the story into a film with franco on board to star and potentially direct and uh matt rager to write yeah that's probably, on the, think... it's probably on the back burner for now yeah <laughs> Firestarter is another one that uh, people are talking about doing. Did I say that before? No, I said Christine. No. I get the two. Oh, I hope they put Drew Barrymore in it. 
No, they um, might. But Blumhouse is attached, which might make everybody groan right now. But they'd be bringing a new adaptation to the novel to the big screen with Scott Teams, who worked on the uh, sequel to Halloween, the new one. Mm-hmm. He worked on Halloween Kills, which I'm thinking is going to be better than the first one. Mm-hmm. But he'll be penning the script. Uh, it was like December of 2019 that, that the vigil's Keith Thomas would direct it. And in 2020, Zac Efron joined the cast. And it was announced in 2021 that American Horror Story Ryan Kira Armstrong would star in it as well. Oh, okay. So that might be good. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I haven't seen Firestarter in forever. I so know. That, that would be a really cool one to match up with the new one. Mm-hmm. I would assume that one's probably closer to anything getting done yet. They what happens, guys, is that King's hot right now. Like, you know, he's always hot. He's been hot. No, since he's the been 80s. cold. He was a little cold in the early 2000s. They didn't really touch. Oh, him. yeah. Because he has burn these out. moments. Yeah, because you get burnt out. So right. you need a break. Right. And then, yeah. But but what happens is, is even Steven Spielberg is such a fan of Stephen King. They buy these these things ahead of time mm-hmm. and they just keep paying for it mm-hmm. so that they can create stuff. So it's just a lot of this is just sitting on the back burner if they if they get enough interest or they can do something creative enough that they like because mm-hmm. nobody wants to shit on it. Right. You know, but there's another one called uh, From a Buick 8. The uh, Expanse's Thomas Jane and his producing partner, Courtney Lauren Penn, uh, acquired the long idling rights to King's best-selling 2002 novel. Jane later announced that Jim Mickle was going to be directing it. It's a 1953 Buick Roadmaster, which has been locked away in a Pennsylvania state police storage shed for decades until it draws the attention of the surviving son of a state trooper who was killed en route to a call involving the same Buick. Uh Uh-oh. And it's, it's, you know, it's an evil car movie. So odds are either that's going to come out first or Christine's going to come out first. And depending on the success of Christine, maybe they'll Mm -hmm. do that one or maybe they'll just not do either, both. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Right. We also have a Hearts, which is based on the Hearts in Atlantis, which they did have a movie that was with who was Hannibal? Who was Hannibal in the original Let's Silence see. of the Lambs? Oh, uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yes, he was in that movie. But the director, Johannes Roberts, and his frequent writing partner, Ernest Rera, planned to adapt the story. This is back in 2016. It's like a coming-of-age film called Simply Hearts. It would be kind of like Stand By Me or Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. So that's there. We got the Institute, which a lot of people say was heavily, ins- well, not the Institute, but the Stranger Things story uh-huh. was heavily inspired by King's 2019 novel or vice versa. Like it's up in the air because it's all around mm-hmm. the same time. But, you know, obviously Stranger Thing is heavily based off of Stand By Me, the kids oh, element. Oh, yeah. A I mean, even the movie Super, Super 8. Remember that movie about yeah. the kids and the train? That's all Stand By Me stuff as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Or It miniseries. Yeah, like, yeah. King does the kid story really well. Yeah. You know, they even did it in... Uh, the 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 dreamcatcher. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like, it's they like were... a big theme for him, mm-hmm. his childhood and connecting it to, mm-hmm. you know, because it's always set in the fifties. You know, right. like a lot of that that's stuff. That's his childhood. Is his childhood. Yeah, yeah it's so what it, you do, what you know. You write close to the chest. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is uh, the Institute is a novel that was barely off the printing presses before a TV ab- adaptation was announced. Writer David E. Kelly and director Jack Bender, who already had success partnering on uh, adapting King's Bill Hodges trilogy of books into the audience network series, Mr. Mercedes. They're developing this book as a limited series. 
the story follows a young boy with special powers who is kidnapped and sent to live in a titular institute where a staff perform various experiments on him and other students. Uh Uh-oh. What does that sound like? King King has some issues with Stranger (laughs) Things. Not 100%. He says it's good. Right. But he obviously knows that, you know. But, uh, you know. How could you not be influenced by him? He's been around forever. Exactly. Same thing with fucking H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, exactly. They They all pay homage, you know. Yeah. We got the jaunt, which is as of 2019, Muschietti was still attached to the jaunt. He did the It movies. It's based on a sci-fi short story set in the 24th century that is about an interplanetary teleportation journey gone wrong. Brad Pitt's Plan B Entertainment optioned this the uh, 81 story mm-hmm. back in March of 2015 with Muschietti on board. And in 2019, Muschietti told Consequence of Sound that he was still very much involved in the project, saying that we finally have a writer that can do it. And it's tough to crack because it's such a great short story. And then you have to expand on it to a great film narrative. It took a while, but now I think we got it. I don't want to tell too much, but also he's involved in the adaptation of the novel Roadwork, which King published in 1981 as well under his Richard Bachman pseudonym. Oh. It's a uh, 000's Pablo Trapero will be directing that. Mm. That seems a little iffy because I'm sure if Muschietti gets the money... <laughs> Mm-hmm. to do fucking the jaunt he's gonna do it mm-hmm. we got joyland which is joyland for freeform in 2018 that the plot would focus on a college student who takes a summer job in an amusement park in north carolina tourist town and confronts the legacy of a vicious murder the fate of a dying child and the way both will change his life forever chris pena and uh cyrus norstwarsteth were writing the pilot apparently ah so that may never come about, but mm-hmm. the long walk. This is the one I've been waiting on. This apparently was, you know, of course, one of the four novels that King published under the Richard Bachman name. Mm-hmm. Um, the rights were acquired apparently directly after the Mist came out, oh. and it lapsed in the rights. So oh. in April of 2018, New Line Cinema, who of course nabbed them and signed James Vanderbilt to write it and produce it. Mm-hmm. He did The Zodiac, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Overdahl assured fans that uh, even though the coronavirus pandemic shut down Hollywood, it's just wrecking everything. The project is still alive and well and moving along. Mm. So that one might actually happen. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy story about this competition. The last person to survive and stop walking uh-huh. wins anything they want. Oh, I would totally win that. It seems like a really interesting story. Yeah, like a does. very independent level story, but like really engaging. And mm-hmm. I I, didn't, I don't think I've read the story. I would really... Do we have the Richard Bachman books? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to I check. don't remember. We got a lot of books. <laughs> we got a lot of King books. We got uh, Mile 81 in 2019. Deadline broke the story that a big screen adaptation of Mile 81 was in the works with Alistair Legrand to set and direct and co-write with Luke Harvis, who collaborated on the 2015's Diabolical. Uh, since then, nah, not a peep. Overlook. Sounds, okay. You know what that is, right? Uh, it sounds familiar. Well, HBO Max has given a series order to Overlook, produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. The show is inspired by and will feature characters from King's 1977 thriller, The Shining, and plans to explore. Oh, that's right, the show. Right. Sorry. They're going to do the untold stories, the terrifying stories of the most famous haunted hotel in American fiction. Bad Robot has also produced, you know, the Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm sure this will happen. Oh, we're watching it. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. We'll do a we'll do a episode per episode on that one. Mm-hmm. For YouTube on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'll do it with you. Yes. I Thank promise. you. We also have we're almost done here, guys. Hang in there. We got Revelations, which as of July 2020, it was announced that the CW was developing Revelations, a series based on the King short story, The Revelations of Becca Paulson. Uh, Variety said that the one hour drama would follow a Pollyanna ish young woman who, after accidentally shooting herself in the brain with a nail gun, is recruited by an over it Jesus to be his chosen one to stop the apocalypse. Which is crazy, that man. Is crazy. That sounds interesting. And it sounds interesting enough that I would, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, Last Man Standing's Maze Culver is the writer and co-executive producer. We got Revival, which I'm interested in this one. I, I, re- I was reading this. Mike Flanagan, who is uh, bringing the movie to fruition, he said in 2020 interview that the story is relentlessly dark and cynical, and I'm enjoying the hell out of that. The story centers on a minister whose wife and son are killed in a car accident and then begins the experiment with secret electricity and the young man who reconnects with the preacher as a heroin-addicted adult and who becomes his new assistant of sorts. So Mike Flanagan is pretty good. He's done some pretty good works here. His name sounds familiar. He's the writer on Dr. Sleep. That's why uh, he did Gerald's game. Mm-hmm, okay. Mike Flanagan's like pretty hot right now. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. also a director too. So, you know, he directed the, the movies. He did also the haunting and Hill house, which I wasn't a fan of. I'll be honest, but he did do Ouija origin of evil, which kind of made up for the bad Ouija movie. Oh, that was a good one. I right. really like that. one. He did before I wake hush Oculus. You know, Ooh, Oculus. He's a pretty Always talented director. Oculus. I think he's underrated for, by some people, but mm-hmm. I think after Doctor Sleep, that man's going to be on fire from here on out. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that it's pretty interesting if he's curious. Mm-hmm. We got Sleeping Beauties, which is AMC that's developing a TV adaptation of Sleeping Beauties. The project is set in a small Appalachian town where the strange mystical occurrences that cause all the women to fall asleep, leaving the men to try and rescue them. But, huh. but do the women want to be rescued? There's no date, no cast announced, nothing. Oh, okay. We got Suffer Little Children. Apparently in 2017, Variety reported that Sean Carter from the Keep Watching uh, movie, I guess, would be directing an adaptation of this short story that was in Cavalier Magazine in 1972 and part of King's Nightmares and Dreamscapes uh, anthology. Mm-hmm. It follows an elementary school teacher who begins to notice that her students have some unique traits like texture coming up below their skin and conspiratorial stuff to while they play at recess and mysterious deaths start to happen in her small town. Sounds like King. <laughs> uh, we got the talisman, which Stephen King co-wrote a book with the called the talisman with Peter Straub. He, it's about a 12 year old boy who possesses the ability to move seamlessly between our world and a parallel world known as the territories. Steven Spielberg is a big fan of this. And he actually bought the rights to the book in 1982, even before it was published, because he liked the story so much. He held on to those rights for decades. Wow. And I guess Entertainment Weekly did an interview in 2018 that he was hoping to get the movie made in the next couple of years. Amblin Entertainment signed Josh. Yeah. Amblin Entertainment signed Josh Boone to write the screenplay in October of 2017, in 2019, it was reported that The Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale Mike Barker 
would direct and that Chris Sparling was writing the script. But COVID <laughs> Stranger Things, Curtis Gwynn was show running and executive producing a Netflix series based on the story and that Spielberg what? was producing along with the Stranger Things creator, Matt and Ross Duffer. What? Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? It's uh, crazy how shit changes. So, uh -huh. so drastically. So. Uh, and last but not least, we got Throttle, which in May of 2020, the streaming service HBO Max was early in development on a feature adaptation of the novel, a uh, novella, excuse me, from King and Son, John Hill. This is their story. The, the plot fitting fittingly follows a father and son led biker gang who are terrorized <laughs> by a big rig truck on a deserted section of the American desert. Oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Raising Dion Lee Dan. Dana Jackson is writing the screenplay, and producers include David Goyer and Keith Levine. Nice. So it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Any of those you think are interesting the most? Oh, like the Overlook. The, the Overlook, The yeah. Overlook show, of course. I want to see the Long Walk, Overlook, and a few of those. The like, electricity one sounds a little less than it probably is, mm -hmm. but it might be a little bit more drama. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan, kind of curious about that one. Yeah. The Andy Muschietti one that he's doing mm -hmm. might be good, too. Oh. But you know what? I liked, um, I did read the Stephen King book. Was it 1964, 1954? What the fuck? What? Was it the one they made they, the TV movie? Like the yeah, Netflix Jay, movie? It was like James, 22 or something. James Franco? Was 1942 it, or something. Yeah. Whenever JFK was shot, that's what it's called that year. <laughs> I really liked that book. I did read that book and I really liked it. Anyway, so now we're going to get into our spoilers. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Christina, what did you think? What's up? <laughs> you want to mix things up again, you stupid? No, I'm just kidding. All I love, right. I love you. I'll start from, well, not the beginning, beginning, but one of the scenes in the beginning, there's kids and they're touring the sheriff's office and Sheriff Ruth is there and she shows them. This the is dolls. so fucking odd. Like she has a room full of fucking dolls. What an obvious setup, by and, the way. Yeah, exactly. You knew they were going to come to life. Well, Gee, I wonder if the dolls are going to come to life because she's talking to them like they're real. Right. Well, the one uh, doll said something to one of the kids. So there's that. But... How the fuck were they moving around? I don't know. Were they little robots? I don't, I don't really know. Understand Do it. I look like a demon? I don't fucking know how this shit well, works. They're aliens. They're not demons anyway. <laughs> they're just what? like it's all the same. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> they use mind magic or something. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Mind powers. I was waiting for it. You went like <laughs> it's a good hour into hey, it. I, I waited. <laughs> But yeah, that was a cheap setup. And I did freak out when they went to the post office and Tracy Lords was in there. I was like, I right. started like, oh my God. I used I have to no have a idea. crush on her when I was younger, you know, but well, who didn't? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think this was like, I, I really like this. This is her, her best role. This is her best role. <laughs> Honestly. I'm surprised she hasn't done more. But, well, I mean, this is pretty schlocky. Yeah. But I mean, but it it's not great. saying much for her, really. It's great. I'm not saying that she's like the best thing I've ever seen acting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she's cool, but I'm not like that much of a fan. <laughs> and then we got to talk about when she took the goddamn stupid dog to the vet because it's it's being all crazy, you know. It's kind of barking, but not because, you know, it's it's being dubbed and the dog's like angry and it's like this fluffy, cute 
Well, not little. This fluffy dog, you know. So she took, she takes him to the vet, and it starts freaking out. So she goes, she takes the dog oh, out into the fucking waiting remember. room, and all, all the animals in the waiting room started freaking out. Now let's oh, let's name the animals. My God, hold on. The animals that are in this waiting room. Part of the reason that the 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 dog's freaking out in the middle of the night, it's like howling because you see his eyes light up green, but she doesn't see it. That's why she, she, she apparently oh, yeah. she was acting weird. Well, the dog had cataracts. And right. One and of it was the disappearing. Cata- yeah. The cataracts. I just wanted to away. point that out. That's no, you're all. right. You're right. I'm not good at this. Her dog starts <laughs> getting crazy and runs out into the waiting room where, you know, there's a kid and some other people with a bunch of different fucking animals, including owls, cobras, a goddamn Komodo dragon. That was a crocodile. That was a fucking crocodile <laughs> on a goddamn leash. And why the fuck is there a crocodile Dude, in the middle of the fucking woods? It's funny to me because, like, there's this little kid with a leash around the Komodo <laughs> dragon. And it's like, hey, what are you? Why are you acting up? And they're all yelling at her for her dog. I'm like, how do you drop a basket with a cobra in it? <laughs> And it's crawling across the floor and you're yelling at the dog that's probably going to die when it gets struck (laughs) by the goddamn venom. Right. Like, who fucking has a cobra? Can, is I it know. even legal? I don't think so. Who Can is you, a fucking, I don't, who is a fucking owl? And why are you taking did you just an say, owl? Did you just say, who has an owl? <laughs> who has an owl? <laughs> who? It's a good question. Who? What the fuck? And you just take it to a regular vet? Who? I don't think you're not supposed, I don't think you're supposed to fucking take owls to just a regular vet. Who does? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And what? And, this, and keep in mind, this is a small town vet. <laughs> this is not like I couldn't even find that kind of service in the middle of fucking Phoenix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! Like, hey, could you? Uh, I don't know. Take care of my fucking tarantula. <laughs> like what? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. It, but that it, was a really funny part in the movie. It was literally a 30 second scene and it just stood out to both of us I think because it was so hilarious and ridiculous. Shortly after that's where she trips over the fucking the the rock sticking out of the ground and she realizes it's like a structure Mm -hmm. and she gets like addicted to digging it up and like. She's like in love with it. Right. And then her husband Jim Gardner aka Guard he's like at AA talking about how he's got to do this poem and he's like really nervous about it And even his publicist knows that he's got a drinking problem. He hasn't drank in a long time. But it's this, like, really big honor for him to do it. And he's so nervous to do it. What does he do? He gets drunk. Like a fucking drunk that he is. And he even says it. You know, he's like, I'm an idiot. So he goes to this, like, soiree afterwards after fucking up his poem. Because he was supposed to write a new poem, but he hasn't written anything for years. So he reads one of his old poems so that they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, they were all expecting him to do like a new poem. And so when he goes to the soiree afterwards, he gets drunk. And she's like, you're a drunk, his publicist. You're a drunk and you always will be. <laughs> Good voice. And then uh, he decides to make it worse by getting even more drunk. <laughs> he pours out the water and he's like, just uh, pour the just vodka. vodka. Yeah. And his pub- his publicist is talking to an investor, and it's the guy who rejected his work or whatever, I guess, for his new book or new poems or whatever. And so he, he mouths off to the guy. 
And his publicist wait, is wait, none wait, too happy. Wait, wait. So the guy, the other guy was talking about Chernobyl. Right. Which, which I guess from what I've read, there's like a bigger thing in the book about this whole the scene Chernobyl in Chernobyl. Incident? Yeah. So it's funny. Oh, that it might be the aliens that were involved in that incident? I, I don't know for sure, but it was something along those lines. Um, and he went on a rant, like a like a two page rant about it or something. Really? Yeah. So I I just wanted to point that out because that's interesting. Kind of funny. Yeah, and the publicist gets really mad at him. So he's she's like, I'm gonna fix you. And he's like, Oh yeah? Should we go upstairs and do it, or should we do it down here and give everyone else a treat? <laughs> and she slaps him across the face. And then, and then he walks out the fucking window on the second floor. Well, and then uh, he pours his wine or his drink down her shirt. Oh, sorry. On her breasts. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the, the investor guy, comes up and try and punches him in the face and chases. And then he chases that guy with an umbrella. And he's like, ah, yeah. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he like goes to leave and he goes to the window and he's like, remember this, God hates a coward. And he falls out the window on his face. <laughs> and this is where he keeps having visions because he's uh-huh. like kind of infected by whatever is going on in the town. But because he has a metal plate in his head, it doesn't affect him as strong. Doesn't make any sense to me. But doesn't right. really make any sense to me either. It's kind of like when we were watching Scanners, uh, Scanner Cop, uh-huh. when the guy has the plate. <gasps> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Another plate in the head. And dude. he couldn't get through with his mind power. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm, oh I'll try not to. God, kill me now. <laughs> I don't know. That was one of the funnier parts. And then he just like wanders home like a day or two later from like miles away. And his wife's like, oh, hey, how you been? Like doesn't even realize that he's been drunk. Doesn't even think anything of it. That's the th- other thing that was really funny to me is that he comes home with literal dirt and sand and just dirt all over him. But she's preoccupied. That's why. Oh. He's not a he's not a priority right now because she's addicted to this green shit. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Explain it away. Uh one of my favorite scenes is the magic kid because they've been building mm-hmm. up this story about the magic because his grandfather which is kind of fucked up because like grandpa actually is the reason why this the the their his uh grandson disappears. There's two kids. <laughs> the diner guy's wife's kids. That the grandfather, which is the father of the wife of the diner, if that makes sense. We need a chart. They had two kids, an older one and a younger one. I think the the oldest is like 13 and the youngest is like eight. And the oldest is like just, you know. That kid is not 13. He's like 10. No, he's like 13. I think they said it was. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is fucking character. Jesus yeah, Christ. I know. They're I'm two right. little fucking kids, Christina. <laughs> anyway, the grandpa is always constantly telling him about magic. Oh, there's magic in the woods, Billy or Bobby. There's magic in the woods. Like pushing his curiosity. Yeah, like, yeah no shit, dude. Like, like a go fucking. Out there. Oh, maybe that's that drug addiction thing. Mm, yeah. So, grandpa to Stephen King was a drug dealer of ideas and stories that wooed him into making. Okay, I think you're going a little bit too far. (laughs) So in a way, he's addicted to writing in the same way he was addicted to substances to help him write because of that addiction. The grandpa was trying to make it so he wouldn't go out in the woods. Christina, I am solving the universe right now. If you will not interrupt me. Just kidding. Kill you. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Anyway, I just think it's funny that Grandpa's like basically dangling fucking drugs in front of his kid's face. 
you know, which is, uh, it was like magic. Oh, you should believe in magic. And the kid keeps trying to throw it away. Oh, I don't believe in magic. He's like, maybe you just try harder next time, you know? So then all of a sudden this thing calls out to the kid and wants him and starts talking to him. And he's like talking out the window at night. He's like, okay, sounds good. I just need And to his get little brother's things. like, why are you fucking crazy right now? <laughs> You're talking to a fucking window, Bobby. You're fucking freaking me out. That's what the eight-year-old said. <laughs> so he makes this machine. It's a table with like a, a... It's a sewing machine. Yeah, it's like a sewing machine An pedal. An sewing machine. <laughs> it's the fucking grate pedal with the, the big metal fucking grate that you push your foot on to make the, the fucking the, the sewing machine move. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So the kid makes this this machine because the the, the the aliens make them make machines because it tantalizes their brain juices to to like make creative things to keep them busy while they're draining their life essentially that's what that's what I'm gathering is that they wow them with stuff while they're draining their bodies they're physically psychic mind power vampires so they're the scanner vamps. <laughs> from the future from the from the alien space vamps mm-hmm. yes. that's right Can't but anyway i love this it. scene i remember this scene because like he's making all these items disappear under his cloth and then he puts a blanket over his little brother and his brother's like i don't want to do it and then he doesn't know where things go when he makes them disappear and he puts his little brother on there and it's like what the fuck dude and his little brother disappears and everybody forgets about it for like a week <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. His grandpa's like, where did he go? Where did he go? And they, it's just like they move on to another story. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, they even went into 4th of July and they have their 4th of July celebration. Yeah, which the sheriff's all like, <laughs> yeah, listen, like, oh, I know still- everybody's missing. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, we got his wife, guard's wife. is is She's the most infected. She's like the leader. Yeah, she's like the lead, uh, you know, blood pack or energy sack. Hive. Yeah. She's the queen bee. Yeah, and and somehow Guard doesn't think anything of it. I love that nobody seems to understand or care that anything weird's happening. Everybody's just making these glowing green machines. But I, and I'm being I'm being a little funny here. Like don't don't <laughs> take you seriously. Yeah, don't take me too seriously. But if you think about it, like they didn't really explain it away in the in the movie. They mm-hmm. might have in the book mm-hmm. that it you know they might have probably been a little bit more descriptive that it kind of like makes their brains feel like foggy. But he's the only one not affected. Mm-hmm. Why is his brain foggy that he doesn't think anything of his wife making a typewriter that can type for itself stories without her anywhere near? Right. Like what? Weird. One of my favorite scenes was with the postmaster and the wife and the tv starts talking to her because you know the postmaster's like cheating on his wife with tracy <laughs> lords and finally they like convince her that she has to like rig the tv to kill him chuck that's his name oh is that his name chuck yeah and finally like uh he comes home late of course and you know they're arguing and shit he was like, you need to turn this shit off. The TV's talking to her to tell her to kill her husband. And it's really cool how they seamlessly stop doing whatever they're doing on the show when he walks away. Mm-hmm. I love that. They've yeah, done, I, I like that too. They've done that in other movies that I've seen. Right. Like, I think it was in um, The Brain they did it in mm-hmm. where he just stops talking. 
Anyway, it's just really cool. And what happens? Oh, well, he goes and he shuts off the TV and it like electro- electrocutes himself to death. But something that I don't understand is they didn't really explain anything after that. They just uh, later on, they go to a shot of her in an insane asylum singing the Tommy, Tommy Knockers song. And that right. was like it for that part of their Like characters. I said, I feel like the book has a lot of these little stories that kind of mm-hmm. like paint the picture. Yeah, a little bit better. Yeah, like there's a little bit more. And then they have like a sort of like a through story that like kind of stays true, which is the gardeners. And I mean, his wife was a cop. So to me, I'm like, I don't think they would have just locked her up like the TV malfunctioned. Like I kind of wanted to just see that play out. Well, it was early on. So maybe they didn't, you know, cover it up. Like, like, done, done and done. Moving on. There was that scene where fucking (laughs) Tracy Lords makes takes her lipstick <laughs> into a lightsaber yeah <laughs> she shoots she fucking shoots the two cops with it i was like oh my god <laughs> it was dumb. that was like really shitty yeah it was a little bit too much but i think that was in the part two yeah wasn't it because it was right before yeah. it was right after the fourth of july thing mm-hmm. the fourth of july is the middle segment and he, I love how they explained that away, too. They were like, he was like, uh, why was everybody zoned out? Like, really fucking weird. <laughs> we were like having a conversation. She just walked away and the fireworks. And he was like, she's like, oh, it's the fireworks, silly. And then he goes into another room and she just yanks out a tooth and she's like laughing in the mirror <laughs> like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and then finally, now like the balls rolling and shit's starting to happen to people. And, and do you want to talk about the doll scene? Yeah, that's right, because she goes back to the station because she's, like, trying to convince the gardeners something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, and uh, Bobby Gardner is, like, oh, no, 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 everything's fine, you know? I found this thing, and she's it's like, going to make everything better. She's, like, you don't really don't want to piss it off. <laughs> you really don't want to do this. And she just leaves because she thinks she's crazy, and that's when she goes in and all of <laughs> Oh, All does the dolls. it? She pi- she picks up the phone to call the other the other guy in Derry. The state the state boy. Right, and the Taggart the, Sergeant Taggart. The connection gets all gets all staticky, and then you see this doll hand come out of nowhere and hang up the phone. Right. And then, and then, and then the dolls start attacking her. They're like tying her shoes and knocking her over, <laughs> and then stabbing her. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I wish they would have expanded more on that because I would have liked to see that all the dolls. That was a really fast scene. Dra- yeah, dr- I would have liked to see the dolls like drag her out of didn't, the... And then didn't one of the dolls push over the statue to break her head open? Yeah. Like it just yeah, crushed it was... her head and then they like disappeared. And yeah, then when Taggart took, shows up, he's like... They took her to the shed. Taggart shows up because they had this love interest with each other. And he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And he sees that all the dolls are gone. That's weird. Taggart's, all the dolls are gone. He's outside of town he's like a state trooper for Derry or for maine so he's like outside of town so when he comes in he gets a little foggy and and trippy but when he leaves he he comes back to reality you know what i mean so he he's not infected but he gets a little bit more and more as the yeah he starts getting a headache yeah but the headache goes away every time he leaves the town doesn't he get killed at some point i don't remember yes he gets killed by a coke machine he goes to put he goes back to town and everybody's gone. Him and the grandpa come back to town and they're trying to figure out what's going on. No one's there. So he takes his quarters. That's he- right. Cause grandpa is like telling him, he's like, I know what's going on. And he was like, Oh, you tell me old timer. Mm-hmm. He's like, we fa- I'll follow you. I guess. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, this is my favorite scene because he puts his hand in to grab the Coke 
and like this saw mechanism pretty much like locks around locks his, his hands so he can't move and then um the coke machines are shaking and going crazy and shit and then it just blows up shocks doesn't shock him to death oh yeah it shocks them and oh then, it blew up that's and then right it blew up yeah because you see him sitting there like a doll like a like a like a human like yeah. doll and i was like holy shit that was a huge explosion and then it just goes boom in the whole building now what's funny and in grandpa's the book, all hobbling off <laughs> I, what i what i read was in actually in the book that coke machine like was flying and shit really so they really to- i guess they really toned it down so he was like stuck in it while it was flying around i, I guess yeah weird yeah for what i read about the book <laughs> they're like yeah we're not gonna spend that money <laughs> <laughs> we can't make, how do we fucking make a coke machine? make him float around i bet you coke was like no we, i'm not allowing you guys to do this <laughs> dude if they made it more violent and like darker like mm-hmm. it could be cool it really could and you could get the right tone where it's like a balance of like dark but a little more entertainment as well mm-hmm. like i feel like that's what they would do if they do this new new one Right. So, I mean, now it makes me kind of want to read it. But yeah, when they do fantastical shit like that in movies Mm -hmm. or in books, I'm sorry, it's just hard to put down on. Oh, yeah, I know. In a movie, you know what I mean? Because it all looks and sounds a little little cheesy. Mm -hmm. But but in the book, you you don't see it visually like that. You picture it in your mind how you would appropriately make it look. Right. So there was that scene where we got to shoot the pickle, shoot a pickle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I, this is what I was going to talk about. Like, I feel like the diner guy convinces him to drink a drink because they were going to kill him Mm -hmm. because he's not following along. He's asking too many questions. Right. And they were going to kill him. So had he not giving in to his addiction, Mm -hmm. he would no longer be alive and not be the hero. Right. So he had to drink in order to save the town. Mm -hmm. So kids, if you're out there wondering if alcohol is good for you. Clearly, it'll help you save the day. Take it a step further. Let's do some cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) You like shooting up? Don't don't do drugs. Reagan told me not to. Just say no. Mr. Reagan told me no. (laughs) That's why they had that weird Tommyknocker rally where they talk about being better. One voice, one voice. It's like one voice. I was going to have have us say that at the end of uh, our shot, shot. but I forgot. Oh, (laughs) I forgot too. Guard is like sitting. He's like kind of sobering up at the gazebo in the center of town the uh i always think uh it makes me think when i see a gazebo in the middle of the town of a small town it makes me think of uh punk satani uh fucking from uh groundhog day oh, we'll have God. a gay old polka da, 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 i don't da, remember da. you never seen groundhog day i've seen groundhog oh, day i don't remember how do you not like that movie i hate you i didn't see that how do you not know <laughs> i watched it like once Grandpa gets taken, by the way. They convince him that the little boy's alive, and they're like, we'll show you, but then they never show him again. They go hook him up in the shed. Is that what it was? Yeah, I remember he was, like, frozen in the shed. Oh, that's right, because he looks like cyborg fucking... uh, Yeah, they they wrapped him in saran wrap. The next generation (laughs) cyborg sort of, like, (laughs) whatever the fuck it was, with crystals all over his head and face. (laughs) Doesn't he save, like, somebody when they're in the shed? Yeah. Yeah, he kills uh he kills Tracy Lords because she she starts throwing a fucking fit. Okay. That's when they force guard to dig with him because they realize that he's not affected and so he kinda like pretends like he is with his yeah, wife. He, he pulls out his tooth. Yeah, he's like, like, Look, I'm affected. Yeah, I'm stupid too. She's like, I can't read your brain. He was like, You can? I can. It feels so <laughs> I can, good. I can read my brain. And she's like, Well, how do you know? And he's like, Because I want to have sex with you. <laughs> 
What the fuck? Oh yeah, that's right. And so they start to have sex, and her shoulder they show her shoulder, and it's all like scabby. And he does it anyway. Yeah. He's like, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> we fuck your necropsy. <laughs> You're fucking, it's like all of a sudden it's necromantic <laughs> with her fucking cloudy eyes and shit. Like, what the fuck? But actually, that was probably a good idea that he did because then he was like, let's, let's, we're almost, we've almost undigged it. So let's just do it. You and me, let's go into the thing. Just you and me. We found it. It's our blah, blah, blah. So then he could like corner her when they're in there. And she's like, yeah, that's a good point. And they go down together and they find like all these dead aliens and laying around. there's fucking aliens all over the right. fucking place. There's like one on this disc that was apparently like the pilot, <laughs> which he throws at one point and it looks really fake. <laughs> totally fake. But, but there's like a few of them are alive down there. They just put themselves in this like hibernative state that mm-hmm. is, you know, for thousands. But they of... have to feed off the human's energy in right. order to be, you know, alive. Because one of the aliens comes up to them and, like, he chops that motherfucker's head off, remember? And yeah. it kind of looks like, you know what it looked like? The face. Did you ever see Gremlins too? Yeah. Do you remember the one that, like, the gremlin who took the fem- female serum? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so oh, it's like, <laughs> they do the Bugs Bunny thing with the f- female mm-hmm. one. Right. And, like, it looks like the face of that with the yeah, lipstick. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Cause she, funny. Remember, she fucks that one guy, mm-hmm. and he's got the lipstick all over him, the corporate leader. <laughs> it just looked, the face looks like that. Right. But he chops that bitch's head off. I thought the aliens were kind of cool looking. I mean, they, eh, they It was were a nice attempt, stiff. but yeah, it's like- Yeah, they were kind of stiff, but I like the way they looked. The legs are cool. Yeah. They had those like weird- Skinny. Sort of backwards leg. Mm-hmm. You know, they always do that with aliens. Like a reptile or something. No, no, no. no. It's like a cricket leg or something. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like where the, the knees are backwards mm-hmm. and so that the legs kind of lean forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. It's like- It's like- the the feet are longer like mm-hmm. it, the ankles are longer so they bend backwards the knees bend backwards it's, it's weird mm-hmm. that's when of course guard tries to operate the fucking ship he tells her to get the fuck out and she's like no no and then he like uses his mind powers to bring the ship up out of the ground oh that's right because she goes back up to the sh- to the barn where grandpa is Mm-hmm. That's where fucking what's her name comes and tries to fight her mm-hmm. with the lipstick or whatever. And then grandpa's last dying grip grabs her and then he dies with her while guard is like the last living alien is like trying to battle with him and guard makes it pop. <laughs> and like the whole ship goes up into the sky and then explodes with guard on it. Yeah. Afterwards, so like he makes one of the aliens pop. There was like a, like three or something that were in there moving around, and he makes one of them pop, and then and then he blows up the spaceship in the sky, and it's like she's like no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm kind of disappointed that none of these fucking kids died. All the kids were fine. Kind of disappointing. And the goddamn dog. Well, it was anybody that like would fight against it, or they didn't have enough time to like. Get fully drained where they were susceptible. I feel like if it's a possession movie, like I understand, like they can, they understand their entire mind and no memories and things like that. And so it's like a version of them, but only like controlled by these aliens. But I feel like it should have been a little bit darker, like more body snatchers kind of feel mm-hmm. like where it's just like unsettling to be around them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I, something about it that just, 
I feel like it could be done a little bit better. I hope they do it better. Yeah, I'm curious to see that because, like, even when they had that little rally where the mm-hmm. statue fell off and the light came out of the ground, Fourth of July, yeah. No, 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 no. That's this is oh, after the, the other. Fourth of oh, July. the church. This is when they're the when they finally have come to the. You know, nobody's in town, right? Except for these the the alien controlled people, mm-hmm. and they. It's just like I felt like that it was just a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Because there was like infighting between them all, right? Yeah, and it was. was a little confusing. I don't know what it's like in the book, but yeah, because Tracy Lords was a lot more aggressive, right? Than um, the other lady, Bobby, right? And there's only five aliens that are alive, so how the fuck are they controlling all of them? Yeah, I don't. Maybe there was more, and they just didn't. But, you know, you didn't but you see get what I'm aliens. saying. There's like many different dynamics. There's those yeah. are you know. Yeah. Like who's if if there's if if she's the only dissenting one who's aggro and angry, the Tracy Lords one, then how many aliens are controlling her? No, see, I I took it as they weren't technically controlling her. They were just like manipulating her. And that part of her was the like dominatrix. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it was more of her personality was more prone. Right. She was a get. That's she just how get she is. Done, you know? Yeah, and she really likes married men. She likes to be with married men, you know. So yeah, because there was that scene where she goes to the fucking the grave where the dude died. Right. Joe, the and post she was office. Like, yeah, but she was just like, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was fun. I got to move on. That's she where she goes. She hooks up with the nerds guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, and then she starts hitting on the other married guy. Yeah, yeah. which they like make out for like a while. For like, a second. If you add up all the times that Tracy Lords is making out with somebody, there's literally <laughs> like 20 minutes of this shit. Really and if you is. think about that, like if there's 20 minutes of them fucking making out, how many times did they have to do that? For the entire fucking movie. (laughs) Like, they could have been doing that for days. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? (laughs) Jesus. I'm not saying lucky them. Like, can you imagine having to do that? No. Like, even if you liked it, you'd hate it by the end of it. I don't even kiss you every day. (laughs) You think this is funny? It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) This this is funny to you. Okay. It's fucking hilarious. Thanks. Anyway, guys, so uh, happier dads. Just kidding. So, yeah, this episode is a little bit uh, longer. We wanted to pack it full of some stuff and some interesting things to talk about, you know, just to give it a little extra, you know. That's why the timestamps are down below. So, you know, what did you guys think of this show? Do you agree with any of us? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think that, that the new one's going to be better? Are you excited for any other King adaptations to come out uh let us know what you think in the comment section down below we love hearing from you and uh we hope you enjoyed it if you haven't already we got plenty of reviews up on youtube please check them out it does go a long way to help out our podcast to keep us alive literally my financially to pay for our bills for your teeth yeah my teeth gotta pay for teeth my tooth you don't have any aliens coming over controlling you. You, you know, he <laughs> just yet. lost all of his tape to the aliens. Yeah, well, next week we're going to be watching some Japanese films. One that's just come out to America called Howling Village, which is actually by the director of The Grudge, Takashi Shimizu. The original Grudge. <laughs> yes, like the original Japanese version. So he came out with a movie called Howling Village. We were trying to get Suicide Village. But we couldn't get it yet. It's not out. It's a 2021 movie. And I think they're related. Oh. Like they're somehow connected to each other because this is a story. Howling Village is about 
It says, after her brother goes missing, a, a young psychologist visits an infamous haunted and cursed location known as Howling Village to investigate his disappearance and uncover her family's dark history. And it's kind of got like a found footagey kind of vibe to it, mm -hmm. mixed with like real footage shot with it. So I immediately thought of No Roy, The Curse from 2005. So we got Howling Village from 2019 that came out, but we're only getting it in America now, mm -hmm. <laughs> which should be coming out on the 17th for you guys uh, to be able to download and uh, rent. And then we also have No Roy the Curse, which came out in 2005, which is now currently on Shudder. So you can watch either one of those. Before we review them. Yes. Like I said, it won't be out until like the 17th. We'll figure we haven't done any new movies in a while, so might as well try that. And we'll try Noroi, The Curse from 2005 on Shudder to mix it up and see. It seems similar. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe not the same story, but, you know. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. So subtitles, guys. Sorry. But uh, we'll be back here next week with those two movies. Thanks for coming by. And as always, long live the boys. So...